Hey, I'm Parker Lennon. And this is Chuck Stack. And you're listening to Back Fitness. Use fitness as a goal for something we wanted to do, and it allowed us to do things like rock climbing and surfing and, and do it in a fun way. Things you should question yourself about before you compete. Everybody's different. And yeah. so if you think you're going to be just like that study, or you think you're going to fall directly into that category, you're probably wrong. I follow doctors and certain trainers that are PhDs and stuff so that I can get what they're doing their research on. High game is the relentless pursuit of meeting new people. Yeah. <laughs> this or, is like killing a million little organisms at a time. I was in a really bad place, but what got me through was fitness, number one, and secondary was meditation and really good friends, of course. <laughs> Yeah, you don't have your headphones on. Damn it, so. I'm glad. I didn't want to see it right now. Everybody's probably like, why does Chuck freak out at he the beginning of every, every episode? He, he likes the click track, and I cannot stop it until it starts. So, like, the first time it always clicks. Uh, that's awesome. Um, but, yeah, if you have any questions on uh, some warm-up techniques and or muscle activation, we're going to be going over that. Because um, even talking amongst us earlier, we've kind of found out that we perceive it a little bit differently and just like not, not like in a huge way but definitely um we kind of do different things so this is a great episode um as far as if you don't know what you're doing when you first walk in the gym and uh a lot of your benefits as far as strength gains uh or whatever your goals are, are going to come from how good you feel when you start the warm-up or uh, the, the workout yeah and that's an interesting point it's Something that a lot of my clients are kind of having an aha moment this week uh, with is they're like, wow, when I w- warm up properly and when I do the stuff you tell me to, I really feel a lot better getting going into the warm up. Or they realize that once we do warm up properly that they you know, function a lot better in some movements that are challenging to them normally or that they can't do before that they're warmed up. So it's, uh, it's really interesting that people don't understand the importance of warming up or, you know, don't even attempt to warm up whatsoever. It's kind of like just walk in and, and go at it, you know, and yeah. I, I just want to get this done. So, uh, let's get in and let's get out. I think too, what we were talking about earlier, like when you get to a certain age, you realize what, how important it was to warm up. And, and, you know, like nowadays, if we don't warm up, man, like I just can't, I can't get through a workout, especially in the morning. Sure. Yeah. It's funny how, you know, when we were younger, we used to be able to get away with just going in mm-hmm. and working out a little bit more, but it, it is. And, and you think back to, I, I'm at, imagine if we did warm up properly then, you know, how much better our workouts would be and, and how much, uh, how much more progress we would have made. Yeah. And I think the important thing to note too, is like you're priming the muscle. So if you can get a better uh, firing signal to your muscles, you're going to have better results with whatever you're doing. So right. if, they, if they are ready and signaling the proper way, then you're going to actually get the benefits as opposed to just like, oh, shit, like uh, which one are we going to recruit right yeah, now? Yeah, well, you think about it. Most people are not morning people, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, and that, that's kind of like you, you're going from a resting state to a, an active state, you know, and you don't just go into your day. I mean, you have to kind of like ease up. You have to get out, you know, like I have to take a shower and do the kind of normal things to get – woken up or at least get to the point where I'm fully functioning, you know, it takes me about a half hour and then I'm ready to go. You know, like after I get through that first half hour, I'm, I'm ready for the rest of the day, no matter how tired I am. 
Um, and that's that's kind of a good example at why a warm up is so important is because when we walk into the gym, our bodies aren't woken up yet. You know, like they're just not primed. They're not ready to go. And especially the times that we have to get in there. Right. Like if we're working out before you work out, sometimes it's like five in the morning and we're like, oh, shit, like, here we go. Right. And so the, this warm up technique has become a thing for us because it's like uh, I'm actually I literally just got out of bed and here I am in the gym. <laughs> And right. I just finished working like six hours ago. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, so how do you want to go about this? Like, uh, do you want to go through some of the, the ways that we warm up? I think that'd probably be the best way, right? Yeah. I mean, that, that'd be or a good start. Or even warm up our clients. Yeah. I mean, I was thinking of just going over many different techniques. Okay. Uh, I have uh, kind of a, a list of some stuff and, and we'll kind Same. of just bounce off some stuff of, yep. of what we know and, and what we see. And then, you know, share with the listeners kind of some of the differences in how we describe some stuff because we, again, we learned, we realized that in discussion prior to this podcast that, you know, we think of these warm ups a little bit differently, mm -hmm. you know, the, in the same context for both of us, but just from a different viewpoint. So and we kind of we do it a little bit differently, too. I think sure. you use more body weight activation. Yeah, and, and, and guys, there is no real wrong warm up. No, you know, like that's that's kind of what this whole podcast is based around is we're trying to teach you like, hey, just warm up. You know, like, yeah, that's that's one thing. We're also trying to give you many different ideas on how to warm up, because maybe if they're doing that old school, like calisthenic stretching shit. Yeah, well, it's funny. <laughs> that, that was actually a point that I wanted to bring up because, I mean, we're into science and everything. The, mm -hmm. So when like the 70s and everything, when you think of ballistic stretching, mm -hmm. everybody cringes now at the thought of like ballistic stretching, yep. which if you guys don't know what it is, think of somebody like bending down forcefully to touch their toes, you know, like repetitively and bouncing, you know, up all and they got to do is watch Richard Simmons, man. <laughs> yeah, That's right. all you got to do. So he it, did a shit ton of that. So it's funny because it, there was at one point there was a lot of critique against that type of stretching. Mm -hmm. Well, it's kind of made a comeback, right? Yeah. Well, and that's what I was going to say. There was a scientific research that said, and they actually did it with track athletes. I think it was either collegiate or professional. I think it was collegiate uh, track athletes. They, they had them do ballistic stretching prior to their sprints and their sprint times actually dropped, you know, and it was just because they are priming their muscles to kind of have that reflexive response, you know, and that's kind of like what ballistic stretching is. You're kind of like using your muscles as a springboard and you're kind of like bouncing your joints through emotion. I'd be, so I'd be interested to see in different modes, like where that would apply though. Cause like, you know, not all sports are explosive and right. so it might be different for yeah, different athletes. And this too. was, this was a, I mean, referring specifically to sprint athletes. Yeah. So it's, I mean, I would see where endurance athletes might not have the same benefit. Right. Um, but there's also different techniques like active isolated stretching, you know, where that's a, a little more beneficial for improvement on range of motion and stuff of that nature. So, and they've actually, and there's a lot of new programs that have isometric contractions too for the stretching. So like, it's kind of, it's interesting to see the, the different things and how they cycle through with well, fitness. Yeah, that's a good one. I didn't even have that on my list as far as, uh, the yeah. warm up techniques, but isometrics is a good using time under tension, mm -hmm. uh, to really isolate or really Tut. activate uh, a specific muscle group. So T U T. Tut. Yeah. Okay, so let's go into a couple ones that you do. You share a couple, and then I'll, I'll share a couple from my list, and we'll see if we have any crossover. Okay, so one of the biggest ones that I use, and you'll hear of trainers out there that use this specifically as a, an entire training philosophy, uh, it's muscle activation technique. Uh, what, how I use the muscle activation technique is specifically what, what MAT is, is it's, it's activating a specific muscle group for a purpose. So mm -hmm. it's 
it, it can be used in, in like what we were talking about earlier, a dynamic warm up where you're trying to warm up the actual muscle groups that you're actually going to use in your workout. Um, how I use it is I use it to activate dormant muscles. So muscles that aren't as active in individuals. So say somebody that has like an office job or something, I try to really activate their glutes before we get working out because in that sense, then they're going to be able to, to have more mobile hip flexors and they're not going to have as much tightness in their hips as they go through their motions. So, uh, that's one version. A another thing is with sometimes those same people, I'll do like a wall angel and we did the video on yeah. the wall angel. That's we a, a great muscle activation technique for yeah. the lower, lower traps. Yeah. We have that, that video posted on YouTube. Um, I can link that again. I'll try to put a note for this, but yeah, that's a great one. And, uh, so your muscle activation, like I was saying before is more, um, body weight oriented, right? Yeah. It's almost entirely body weight. I don't really use any, uh, weight to say to, to start people out i use a some isometric exercises uh some holds um different it's a lot of like cns engagement so you're trying to mentally make a contraction in a lot of these muscles to to feel the muscle group even more through a very simple movement you know and so by cns he means central nervous system central nervous system yeah so it's basically your brain to muscles um the central nervous system is specifically the brain and the nervous system uh however the neuromuscular system is the brain and the muscles. So we're talking about priming the neuromuscular system so that you can really optimize your workouts. And, and that's one technique that I really use to help people uh, get into their workout a lot better and to feel a lot better throughout their workout. I'm sorry, I'm putting a note for, for this. Uh, so what I do um, that's very similar to this is I actually use bands, uh, light light resistance bands. And I have, uh, like I've told before, I kind of work in a 30 minute session quite often. And so my clients, for some reason, like to not uh, warm up at all before we do stuff. And my goal is to get them warmed up, obviously, before, you know, they get into anything serious. And so what I'll do is like light band work that is activating the muscles that I intend on having them work that day. So mostly upper body stuff you're referring to. Yeah. Yeah. Mostly. And, the, and there was, there's also some lower body stuff. Like I said, the band walks where you're doing right. like lateral walks, lateral and stuff, walks sure. and, and things like that. And then, um, there's some, you can attach the ankle, uh, strap and do some band work that way too. Some step backs with uh, resistance. Um, and, and sometimes use the TRX for lower body, but Basically, I'm trying to get them mobile using the same muscles that I'm going to use for like some of the heavier resistance training. Yeah, that's great. I mean, I use the bands also. It's uh, just specifically, I'm kind of a very uh, reactive person, especially with my clients. Mm -hmm. I hate writing warm-ups before they walk in the door because yeah. every day they, they're coming in with different aches, pains, with different tightnesses, with different uh, energy levels, all sorts of stuff. So, And what's funny about this is like, Chuck and I talk about our clients and I'm pretty sure that like sometimes I know the name of his client that he's talking about. He'll be like, yeah, I had this person come in and do this, this and this. And I was like, yeah, it's that person. Right. Because we talk about it so much. And it's it is like it's very we we think the same way. Like sometimes I don't have anything planned because I just need to see what certain certain clients how they feel sure you know? and along with the central nervous system thing uh balance is a huge thing for central nervous yeah. system priming as well as core exercises um they have both been scientifically proven to really stimulate the neuromuscular system and to kind of really improve movement patterns and and kind of overall kinetics 
of the human body. So uh, balance. I mean, we we just shot what thirty something videos on just specifically yeah. balance. So if you go to our uh, YouTube page, don't be um, driven away by the fact that there's a shit ton of yeah, you're gonna be like you guys are this. foofy trainers. Yeah, you guys it, are funny, but we have none of the meat right now, so don't judge it by our current uploads. There's some great uploads on there, and but you don't know what? get me wrong, you we're should not, try them. We're not going for the flashy stuff. No, we're, we're going not. for a straight, solid program that you guys can use, you know, like, forever. <laughs> well, I mean, we're, we're not going for the flashy stuff, but there is a Superman push-up. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, uh, and actually, I, I want to, so, uh, just a little segue here. I want to actually show, uh, eventually, our side-by-side -side Supermans, because what you'll see... And that is kind of the progression. Like Chuck is just kind of into a Superman. He also has a couple injuries, so he can't do it. And then I've I've been doing them for probably about four years. But we'll show you some progressions and how kind of it changes. And I think most people would be actually in the same position like you are. Maybe not most. But yeah. Some. Well, and I mean, I have limitations in that since I used to be able to do a really good Superman push up, mm -hmm. but a plate but plate and twelve screws in my right wrist kind of uh, yeah. <laughs> kind Stop of inhibits you stuff, a little man. bit from from doing that stuff. So. Yeah, uh, I don't do it as much, but um, I, I do like to try that stuff and and do some of the like uh, I think it was a T, um, the T push, push ups, ups, yeah, and stuff you know like what? that. So, but the thing about it is, and this we'll we'll get over this again too, and you'll see it in a video. But um, our technique is different. That's why. Yeah, it's it's completely different. I sure. undulate. I undulate, and that's why I can do it. Ah, uh, I try to focus too much on strength on yeah. strict. I'm not uh, strict. I, I see. I see. I do like CrossFit stuff, man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyways, back to it. We we are down to no views on mine now. So we yeah. have oh, one back. I got one. I got, I got one too. <laughs> <laughs> it must be a shitty day to be online. You know what, guys? We're gonna mention this again. The Facebook Live is just our freebie to you guys. We're like yep. we're giving you guys a little teaser of what's gonna be on our YouTube or on our iTunes channel. So yeah, it's um, okay. Um, it, it is what it is. If you yeah. have questions, cool. Not. Oh, well. Um, so going back to things, I think now we've talked about muscle activation. We'll get into it a little bit more. We'll reference it again. Um, but on a typical day for you, if you walk into the gym, what are the, some of the things that you might do to prime for like more of a, a heavy day? So my normal warm up routine, kind of, I guess you could say my everyday warm up routine is to walk into the gym. I kind of pick a piece of cardio equipment. So I'll either do like the treadmill or the bike or the step mill. And I just walk. I mean, I just start walking because normally at, at that point of my day, I'm coming from either driving for a prolonged period of time or sitting in class for a prolonged period of time or standing in a few spots with clients, you know, for a long time. So I really haven't moved around at all, and that's my first purpose: is spend about five, ten minutes just moving, you know, and just just getting the body temperature to increase and to where I'm slightly breathing and I'm starting to break a sweat. Then I go from there, and I, I mean, if I'm feeling really jacked up or really tight, I'll go to a foam roll. But my typical thing is to do a couple mobility exercises, so stuff like a wall angel or a kneeling hip flexor stretch with a, an overhead reach, mm -hmm. um, or even a triangle stretch, or you know some of these other things that uh, that we have in our program too, um, that we'll be including for you guys. But it's uh, I just try to do basically mobi mobility patterns, you know, to get me loosened up and working properly. Uh, then I go into kind of a lighter starting set on whatever my first exercise is and I build into that and normally by the time I build into it and get into my kind of working sets you'd call them uh, I am ready to go into kind of like my next workout too like I don't have to warm up or pyramid into my next exercise I can just go right into the, the full weight of whatever I'm trying to do 
And I think, so the way he described it is very similar to me. Um, one thing I'll use consistently is uh, the Concept 2. I love the Concept 2. I'll do Rowers. between five, and yeah, so, so it's a row machine if you don't know that. Um, the Stairmaster, like you said, um, sometimes I do the rope machine, which some of you might have at a gym, some of you might not. It, you can use that thing in like Perpetual multiple. Perpetual rope machine. Yeah, and you could use just a rope and pull some weights too or a sled. So that's something that I like to do. Um a lot of times I'll do like ball slams or like just regular rope work. So I'm getting my arms moving if it's upper body. Um, and then some of my favorites for lower body are lightweight prowler pushes and then also jump rope and or like just mobility like you're talking about where I'm going through like uh, body weight lunges, something along those lines where it's very dynamic and I'm actually moving through it. Um, but I might slow down and really work on the range of motion, which I think is something that you were alluding to but you didn't actually say so. I try to get my body moving in the full range of motion with my warm-up sets with weight every time. Like that's my main focus is like, hey, am I stretched out to the point? Nope, I'm not stretched out yet. I'm going to set it back up and I'm going to stretch out my shoulders or do some wall angels like you're talking about. Um, and with squats, I'm tr completely trying to get in the full range of motion before I ever even touch the bar with weight. Yeah, and that's a that's a good uh, good point. I mean, Parker brought up two good points on that. You know, definitely the the warming up with the bar uh, and with even no weight is, is a really important thing. And just getting yourself to focus on the mo the motion you're trying to do, mm -hmm. uh, what muscles you're trying to engage, stuff like that. Because even without weight, you can engage those muscles. Um, the other thing is is to focus on the full range of motion. You know, that's exactly what I was alluding to exactly yeah. with the the mobility and the range of motion. I have a lot of injuries, guys. Like I've broken 25 bones in my upper body and had 20 close to the same amount of concussions. Uh -huh. So uh, I beat the hell out of myself. And I, if I don't warm up properly, it's not necessarily that I don't have a good workout or it's it's more how I feel the next day. You know, yeah. I don't have actually. That's a good point. I don't have those stuff. aches and pains. I don't have that that those pains. You you shouldn't be in like the the no pain no gain philosophy is way gone, guys. <laughs> like bullshit. way gone. Yeah, like I mean, I if I knew that that was such a myth to start with, like I I feel like I would have been a better athlete even at this point because I trained my brains out for years and it was just uh it didn't get me anywhere, you know, no. like it, it, it didn't get that, that hard work didn't get me anywhere. So, and it, it's, it's funny too, because we still as trainers, a lot of times say, you know, I had such a great workout. I'm sore as shit. And it's not necessarily, and it, then I catch myself going, well, that doesn't mean that I actually had a great workout. It means I probably worked a little bit. It too was hard. just, it was almost uh, ironic yeah. you know, that you had a, you had muscle soreness, you know, it's not, it's coincidental that you had it. It's not that you were looking for that or that you were trying to make yourself sore. And that's what you shouldn't be doing really. I mean, you shouldn't be trying to make yourself sore. You should be going in with a purpose. So yeah. either whether it's focusing on range of motion or whether it's focusing on flexibility or whether it's focusing on, you know, lifting a little more than the last time or whether it's doing a couple more reps i mean you should always have kind of a focus in each workout in that sense and that's a whole nother topic but i think a lot of people go into the gym without any real goal Not, and i and no i think direction they have either no progression you know like sure. we're looking for more you know like maybe vo more volume or maybe uh, well, that's a more huge, load that's a great point the progressive you know like people don't a lot of so there's two types of people that go into the gym. There's people that go in, they walk, they sit there on their phone, 
twiddle their thumbs, you know, like that, that's they like cross their legs while they're on a machine with their phone in their hands. That's their dilly dally time. That's like, every Asian at UCSD. It, uh, so it, in like California, it basically when you when you do that, you're really setting yourself up to be distracted your full workout, you know. So if you're one of those type of people, put your phone up, you know, or yeah. like bring a, an iPad. I was going to say, a, don't a, bring your phone in. Yeah, bring like a like an odd pod shuffle or something like that into work out so that you nobody, can't fidget. Nobody with has it. that shit anymore, man. Oh what! <laughs> no, those things, that thing's badass. No, like, it's nice for, because there's no connection to the internet. And, and That's huge. yeah, and and you're not distracted. I mean, you have like three buttons to press, and you you're you're like, whoop! Don't like that song. Up, oh, yep, like that song. Done. No, <laughs> no other questions. You know, like you're not fidgeting. You're not looking for songs. You're not doing anything else. So, um, so the other type of person is the person that comes in. They go on the treadmill. They bump that bastard up to like nine miles per hour, and they sprint. And they're like, yeah, I'm warmed Stop up. Stop making a, fun of the <laughs> younger version of me, man. No, I, I, I mean, I'm just, I'm thinking of, of people, you know, that I see go into the gym and I like, I, it kind of makes me laugh because I did the same thing. I mean, I was mm-hmm. like that dude. I'd be like, oh yeah, I just cranked my favorite song on and I'm going to go a thousand miles per hour into this gym and just like blow the doors off of everybody. Dude, I, and, every once in a while I'll have a bad day and I still do that. Yeah. But, but at the same time, like I've probably, it's probably a midday or late late session i'm probably warmed up you know like walking around with clients all day so it's not a good thing to do in the morning you want to pull a hammy or uh, a quad or hip flexor that is the first thing that will cause you to do it and those are things that we've learned guys and we're trying (laughs) to share with you so that you don't have to do that dude i was talking to this guy today and he's like talking about he's like yeah i herniated my disc doing squats and i was like that's funny me too and he's like yeah i was with lightweight and i was like me too man and he's like yeah i used to um do motocross a lot like i was doing motocross when i was a kid and i was like dude bmx right here man like i was like same shit same shit and he was like yeah that's okay that makes sense while we're both here right (laughs) yeah it's it's really funny and we've talked about it before with injuries and we've had quite a few um different podcasts on getting around that but a lot of this uh warm-up techniques that we've started not only from training clients but has been because of our previous injuries like my left shoulder, you saw it in the wall angel. Again, this is gonna be in the the video dis- or the podcast description. Um, it just it doesn't have the same mobility as my right. Sure. And I think yours was the same way on one yeah, side. Yeah, my left shoulder is still jacked up from my AC separation last year. So yep. it's uh, it, I, that's exactly it. I mean, so on that note, when when you have a structural damage or structural issue like that, mm-hmm. so Parker's talking about his shoulders. I was talking about my wrists in this podcast, and even in my shoulder some. You have to take that into consideration, and those are the areas that you should be really warming up even more so than the other areas in your body because even though they they may be having a good day and feel good, they're still not warmed up. You know, like They're very so prone to getting re-injured. The other science that I like to talk about, especially in warming up, is that it takes about three hours for your synovial fluid in your joints to get warmed up in your day. So when, from the moment you wake up, three hours later, your synovial fluids, so the joint fluids between your knee, your hips, your shoulders, your wrist, ankles, stuff like that, it, it, that fluid in there is not really warmed up, you know, and until it gets to body temperature, uh, you're not going to be kind of protecting your body the most that it could be. So, And I'll reiterate, this is a great point. If you're older, if you're getting to that point where you're starting to notice the aches and pains, and it might be 23 for like for us, it was like pretty early on, um, and it might be like 30, 35 this is more important and that's the reason why we're going over this like if you're younger you're you feel invincible you probably don't notice this as much um 
You're going to benefit from a good warm up too, though. Yeah, but you will benefit from it, like we we're talking about, because you are, you know, priming, like we said, your muscles for the right thing instead of going in just being like, okay, throw all this at it. Yeah. Um, but you'll notice this more the synov synovial fluid thing. I definitely notice, like, yeah, and well, morning workouts suck for me. Sure, and I mean we we talk about supplementation and we bash. I mean, it sounds like we bash supplementation all the time. Yeah. However, there talking some, about synovial fluid, ones. yeah, well, talking about synovial fluid and talking about an elder elderly population, a, a scientifically proven supplement is glucosamine, chondroitin, and MSM. Mm -hmm. It's a great one to to help increase synovial fluid in people. I think the studies are mostly over in individuals over the age of fifty five, but it has been proven to help other individuals, and I anecdotally I, it's helped me you know mm. when i kind of feel really heavy aches and pains in my joints that's one of the supplements that i go to and i only supplement long enough until they go away and then i stop <laughs> I'm, i mean i'm kind <laughs> you know of a typical about... person in that sense but it's uh, that's my approach on on supplements these days well glucosamine too is uh it has to be taken um for like two weeks before you notice it. Yeah, well, it's like three to four weeks, I think, is the where what most the of the time spot. it says yeah. uh, is the, kind of the starting point of relief of, of uh, symptoms. Okay, so um, we talked a little bit about some of the things that we do. Um, let's talk about some common questions that we get because this is, you know, FAQ, Fitness Podcast. Um, we should talk about some of them. What are the, some of the questions you get about warming up? Uh, so I'm doing a max or I'm doing a heavy lift. How should I how should I warm up for that? And you, you alluded to this, but I think we should really cover this. Yeah, and I mean I'm I'm looking at my notes here too. Pyramid sets are kind of the best way to do that. Mm -hmm. In powerlifting and everything, when when we would warm up and when we would get ready for our, our max lifts and everything, it would be very progressive. So we're starting progressive with, overload. Yeah, we're starting with the bar and we're really focusing on form, you know, mm -hmm. making sure our back's staying down, our hips staying down, the lower back slightly arched, you know, all the things about a powerlifting form that should be done. Uh, and again, I'm referring to the bench press. So in a pyramid set, you'd be starting with the bar, then maybe you're jumping up to like one. So we'll use uh, myself for example. Say say my max is 315, or the max that I'm going for is 315 pounds. So I would start with usually about the, the bar. I would start for sure with the bar. Go through the full range of motion. Make sure I'm activating my chest at the top, my triceps at the top, my shoulders at the bottom, my lats at the bottom, really getting a good solid form. Doing that about 10, 15 reps until I, not until I feel a burn or anything, but just until I feel like I've really got the motion down. Then I'll bump up to about 135 and I'll do, say, 10 reps, 15 reps. Nothing, again, nothing that's going to like make me tired, but more something that's going to like really make me feel good. So I'll wait, you know, about a minute, minute and a half, 90 seconds at most. Then at that point, I'll go up to like 225. I'll do say like three, four reps, nothing, you know, again, I can do you know, eight to 10 reps of that normally, like mm -hmm. uh, as a working set with good form. So I would only do about three, you know, just to warm up, set it up again, another 60 seconds to 90 seconds. Uh, and then I would go up to about 275, hit that maybe once, twice, and then set it down. Then I'd go into my working set, you know, and try to just go right to it. So then I'd, I'd try to aim for like the 315. Sometimes if you're not feeling it, don't go right for your max or what you're actually going for. Go up to about 305 and, I would actually, and 10, 15 pounds lighter. I would second that. <clears throat> if you're not feeling maxing, you shouldn't fucking do it that day. Yeah. There's and, no and, reason. And definitely do a max with <laughs> with a spotter, you know, yeah. or, or multiple spotters, you know, yeah. if, you, if you're lifting a, a significant amount of weight. If you're a big boy, you need to. 
Yeah, it's it's just safety first, guys, for real. Uh, you know, I've seen a lot of pecs torn and a lot of uh, serious injuries happen Dude, um, from stuff like that. So, what is that guy's name? Uh, there's a there's a, a viral pec tear going around for that. Uh, it's, he's a physique dude. And dude, it's bad. It was like 150, and I think it's because, and this is something I do. Um, I think it's because he was using dumbbells, and he actually tapped his his pec at the bottom. And so, like, I'm all about full range of motion. But if you think yeah. about it, 150 on one pec, and then you tap. Now you're creating a little bit of oh, tension. Oh, he was 150 Boom. pound dumbbells. Yeah. Oh, well, that's heavy. Yeah. That's and he's not a big dude actually. 300 he's, pounds on. He's he's not dumbbells. 300 pounds. Yeah. <laughs> he's like no. Well, that I mean, two maybe. And that's, I, I don't know. That's it, just a hard, yeah. a hard topic. I mean, but it's even injured. Jimmy was like, I, I shouldn't have done that. I should have been fine. Right. I should, I should have left it there. I think he had actually even done it before. I think he'd actually done 150 before that and decided to go for a second set. And I was about to say second. that's that's kind of normally what happens is mm-hmm. somebody's is pr- 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 pretty pretty exhausted, and at that point they'll just uh, they don't really uh, focus on what they need to focus on. So. Yeah. It's just, uh, you, you know, sometimes you get caught up in the moment, the pre-workout kicks in or something, and, and you start really pushing. And, you know, sometimes that's when injuries happen. So I like, I really, form over, fati- over failure, you know, is yeah, always what I shoot for. Absolutely. And I would say a little bit different than Chuck, what I do is I'm I'm really big on, I like do a lot of volume my first couple of sets. Like I'm, I'm big into like 16 to 20, even 25 reps at like 135 for my bench. Um, when I do squats, I do 10 to 15. I might do 10 to 15 bodyweight squats before I ever even touch a bar. Yeah. Um, I might do a whole, like I said, I do the prowler push before I ever get into any heavy compounds. I might just do walking lunges with lightweight, um, on the prowler push. And that's just so that I so know you do it practically like a real dynamic warm up. Yeah. In that sense. And, and it's always slow. It's not explosive at all. Um, I really have got away from more of the explosive training until I'm like really primed. And, and I usually save my Olympics for the last, um, unless I'm being an idiot that day. Like I, I like to get everything, you know, flowing very well because of my back. And, and I hate feeling like my back took all of the workout the next day. So I'm very, very efficient at getting my legs primed. Yeah. That's really, that's a good shoulder. I mean, I, I try to, it, nowadays it is so much more important you know that we do that you know that we we want sound so old when we talk about this man no <laughs> like, but i mean but our bodies are so beat to shit yeah we've been training a long time and you know just that abuse from training is yeah. is hard on you plus the injuries and stuff from the extreme sports that we've done so um you know you guys are probably thinking the same thing like you guys sound like old farts like what are you even talking about you're, yeah. you're 30 years old blah 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 no, we have the body of a fifty-year-old, you know, in that sense, because it's like we've taken a lot of uh, a lot of damage over the years. So. Say my the, my knees and my back after triathlons, like in in marathon training, just you know, it, it when it was years of running, you know, I ran, I started running when I was you know, twelve, thirteen years old competitively. So sure. that over ten years alone will beat up your joints too, yeah. on top of all the other stuff. So there's other things that you can do, you know, as far as warm ups, yeah. especially for mental, you know, cognition and everything like that. Central nervous system. We talked about it earlier, but not now. Uh, like agility ladders and stuff of that yeah. nature, you know, like stuff that really that kind of has to make your brain work some, and you have to focus on a pattern or, you know, even doing stuff like a like a forward lunge with a reverse arm swing. Mm-hmm. You know, that type of stuff can really get you like having to think a lot and that's those are the kind of movements that i like to focus on with my clients because i want them thinking about like 10 different things and like 
so that when I do get to the lifts that are important that I'm trying to focus on and I'm giving them three cues to focus on, they're already used to thinking about 10, 15 different cues. And now they're only thinking about three. They usually get the form down really good. It makes so, the deadlift seem a lot easier. Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> and and that's a hard exercise to really cue. You yeah. know? But when I say something like make the back nice and tight, big chest, you know, chin up and drop the hips, you know, and that's just four cues. But when they're used to like 10, 15 cues that I was giving them in their warm up, those four cues are simple. You know, that's like, oh, okay, I do this, I do that, I do this, yep. and boom. You know, so, yeah, that's a great point. And um, it, it, to the same thing that you're just, just talking about, a lot of times I'll have them use like a mobility. Uh, so actually mobility, I mean a PVC pipe. So mm -hmm. mobility stick. Um, and what I'm having them do is a walking lunge. They're doing a press on the top, trying to bend the uh, bar on the top. And then as they come down, so it's alternating between steps. You're pushing sure. up on one, right. bring it down for another. Okay. And then on the uh, down, you're putting on your shoulders and trying to pull the bar apart, okay. which is an awesome way. Again, you're you're kind of making them think, think about a, multiple things, and yeah. then you're correcting their chest position during that. No, I like that. I need to get myself a PVC pipe. It's been a while since I've had a, a nice I, solid you, pipe. You know what? Um, I think we should put that as a video. So that's a great video topic we can do. Doug, um, write, Doug write that down. Yeah, Doug. <laughs> some some people know exactly what we're referring to. Yeah. Um, we need somebody like that. Who's gonna be our my, my mentality? Yeah, mentality. <laughs> I I love it, but I feel uh, I, yep. Not gonna make fun of it. Um, no, they're awesome. We're talking about the mind pump guys. Yeah. So if you don't know what we're talking about, that's what we're talking about. So we'll never be as funny as them. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, I love this question. It's on the Matt website. So there's actually a a. Somebody has termed their whole entire training uh, muscle activation technique, but yeah, it's actually, and that's what I was mentioning a little earlier. I was gonna say it's actually um, it's it's a, a theory for sure. I don't know if I would this trademark. It's, like, it's like kettlebells training. I mean, yeah. Well, I no, it's not because um, I don't know that I would necessarily. I don't know. They they've got it. It's trademarked. MAT trademarked. So I don't know. But a question that they got, and I think it's a great one. If I'm an athlete. Will muscle activation help improve my performance? And it's a great question. I I want to put our own spin on it. But what? How do you feel about that? And when I say athlete, I mean we're going to talk like uh, let's just talk about your your average lifter. So that's how we're trying to speak to you right now. The short answer is lifter. yes. 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 I mean absolutely. If you're doing the proper exercises. Uh, and, and that's something that we're going to be doing with this program that we're releasing is we're mm -hmm. going to be really teaching you guys how to address tightness in your body, how to address lack of mobility, how to address the weak spots in your body so that you can prime those areas so that you are stronger in your workout. I mean, and it will make you stronger. Will. There is no if, ends, or buts. In timeout, I want to emphasize something you just said there. Muscle weaknesses are going to be magnified at a higher performance. And that's something that's this question is kind of loaded with. I yeah, wanted to and, talk and, about. And that's a that's a very great point. I mean, if you are not focusing on those weaknesses, they are just going to be magnified in yep. through in a lift, you know. So say you have an excessive forward lean in your squat, you know, if you're not focusing on on opening up your hips and activating the, the posterior chain uh, to start with, you're probably going to struggle with that motion through your entire workout. And yep. it, it may even get more exaggerated because those areas that are already tight on you are just going to get tighter with a strong contraction. So, yeah. And I, I think if you look at athletes, the reason why they have coaches is to pick out these, these problems 
and to actually address them. Right. So this would be a good way, you know, get, get one of your friends. If you don't have a coach or you don't have somebody available, that's of, you know, a good caliber, um, and have them see if they can see some problems or film yourself. That's another good yeah, way. Yeah. I was about it. to say, film yourself. Um, I'm going to, let me see. Oops. Um, <laughs> So there's a, there's some things Actually, called bar path apps. Uh, my client just told me about this yeah, yesterday. He used it for his deads. Iron path is a good one. Uh, bar sense is another one that I've heard of. Um, I like the iron path. I've used it before. Uh, but that's, they're good tracking apps. You know, it's good ways. If you do not have a trainer, you don't have access to a, even a mirror, you know, you can record yourself and it'll show you where your bar path is and where it should be. So it's a, there's plenty of tools out there, guys. I mean, it's so, it's, it's so advanced these days, yeah. you know, compared to, to what is, it was when we were training. I was going to say, this is stuff we, we haven't ever had in the history of working out. You have some of the best applications that are like two dollars in the app store pay for the oh, fucking app it's hilarious it. like I, I just got one of my clients using uh, my fitness pal and just now just now, yeah so it, well <laughs> i mean it's it, it's going into a second week of training so okay. he's not it's not really that that often but or, or that far into his program but uh he he came back with exactly what i wanted him to say and he's like yeah, yesterday I was so excited. I put my food in and my protein was a little low, so I had a little bit of protein and I was like, yeah, I was right on. And I'm like, yeah, that's exactly it. Like mm -hmm. that's exactly what you should be focusing on. Like think about it in my day when I started doing this stuff, I had to go on slow internet connection, write it down on a pad of paper, yeah. you know, and sit there and put P C F and put my proteins, carbs and fats and make a big master list so that I could keep referring back to that rather than a database. I think so, we talked about this. We had a database that we were working on like five years ago before all this awesome technology came out and we had like certain things calculated out like, you yeah. know, these are, this is what two cups of brown rice is and this sure. is what an egg is and these are the protein bars that I eat. Right. And it's just uh, the common things that we would go to. That's what we had uh, written down, you know, on a nice, easy way. So nowadays you can take you can scan a barcode and it's going to tell you what's in that food and it's going to be in your app. So you can just be like, oh, I had one of those. Right. It's that simple, guys. Like, it's not that bad. But I think going back to more of the bar path apps, that's awesome because you know what you'll find? You think that your your bar path is great and you look at a deadlift and you're like, yeah, it's not great. And in my, you know, like you said, forward excessive lean in a squat, that can really kill you. That wrecks knees. It wrecks they, your any, knees. Anybody that says, oh, my knees hurt, you know, while well, I saw that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah. That's a sign right there. <laughs> that's <laughs> like, a bright idea. Bright idea. That light comes on for some reason. But yeah, it's, uh, it's just one of those things that, uh, you know, an excessive forward lean or even a little extra pressure in the toes can cause a quad dominance through emotion, you know, and that will definitely mess up uh, squat form as well as it could even lead to, to knee pain or, you know, excessive pain in, in joints. So uh, if you are feeling, you know, pain in your warm ups and stuff, slow down. You're not you're doing something you shouldn't be doing if you're if you're feeling it in the in the warm up, even yeah. if in your workout you're feeling pain, stop, go to something else. You yeah. know, like it. Pain is not the, the answer these days. So, and I would say too, um, not a good indicator. Yeah, yeah, definitely not an indicate good indicator. Um, you know, this is actually a go-to as well. You know, the muscle activation technique and foam rolling, which we haven't really gone in depth in, which we need to because we have a, a video that we kind of want to use that Chuck did uh, a couple weeks ago. Um, but what I would say is, let's say that you have some trouble in the gym. You just you realize you go through your warm up like we're talking about with squats or bench. 
and you get through it and you're like, shit, man, I'm just not feeling it today. A really good way to still activate the muscles would just do a prolonged like muscle activation or like your normal warm up, but go over the full body or go over the things that you wanted to actually do that day and skip out on some of the heavier stuff. Yeah, I was, that's exactly what I was going to say. If you're not feeling it that day, that's a, it's probably a good sign you you might want to change stuff up a little bit, you know? Like it, you might just have really high CNS fatigue, you know, there's right. a lot of things that could just, contribute. Just you know, veer away from the plan a little bit. Mm -hmm. If you don't feel like doing a heavy strength day, you know, sit there and maybe do some uh, some functional type movements. Yep. You know, do some bear crawls, do some inchworms, do some different different movement patterns that are just gonna kind of get you primed. And then you know you might feel it uh, ten fifteen minutes into the the extended warm up. But uh, well, yeah, that's, here's a good point too. If you do a warm up, you might go into the gym and you're like, dude, I just like I'm wrecked from yesterday. And I can't do anything. And and like you go into it that way, and you're like, I'm gonna try to do something in here. You go through the warm up, and you're like, Holy shit, I feel amazing. Right. Because that's really, really what you want to do is take your body from like, like I'm just not feeling it today to that like I'm ready for anything. Yeah. By the time you actually work out, you should feel great. Yep. Like phenomenal. <laughs> and, and if you have a 30 minute warm up and then a really solid 30 minute session, as opposed to going in and having an hour of shitty fucking just like absolute your synovial fluids not there, your you can't even you know your muscles are terribly you know fatigued from the day before. You didn't sleep well the night yeah. before. Or anything. This is a way to get around that and have 30 minutes of awesome lifting as opposed to an hour of really shitty session you know yeah so i mean perfect example one of my clients said uh yesterday two days ago he texted me and he's like oh man i'm supposed to be doing downhill sprints today he's probably gonna be like hey chuck that's me um but uh he was basically like hey i I'm think not, you have more viewers right now than i do <laughs> i'm not really feel, feeling this uh this workout today i just i i'm i'm not really feeling my downhill sprints like what should i do and he ended up putting it off a day and it, he was starting to get a cold, you know, and put it off a day. Now he feels great. You know, he yep. didn't catch the cold. Uh, if you're feeling like you're getting sick or something, take a day off, you know, or do something very light, very moderate. You know, you don't have to push yourself 100 uh, percent because you'll yeah, probably whole, end up making yourself This whole team no sick. days off thing is pretty bullshit. And I <laughs> tagged it before. And then in reality, I'm like, yeah. I don't know that I actually feel the best that I should. Maybe I should take a day off. Like sure. there, there's some legitimate um, science behind rest days. So that whole hashtag thing, uh, no. Chuck's like, um, yeah. no. I mean, I'm, <laughs> I'm thinking of when I actually used to tag it too, and it's like you know, I yeah, I get you. You're a hard worker. You know, like cool. That's awesome. But we're we're talking about periodization. You know, periodization is a proven uh, training system. You How know, many athletes a training train method seven uh, days a week? Not many. How many? Okay. How many Olympic athletes? None. Yeah. <laughs> I, and I would, none. We you know, have the, the we have an Olympic sprint, sprinter at um, our facility, and yeah, she takes days off. She, right. They program days off. If you know, your like, nutrition, don't do anything. if your nutrition's on point, you have nothing to worry about. Don't yeah. worry about the fact that you're not working out every day. You know, don't worry about the fact that you're uh, you're not feeling that good today. And, I mean, I like you know what I do when I have those days? I do an hour of stretching, an hour mm -hmm. of mobility work, an hour of you know thirty minutes of foam rolling, you know stuff like that. That's what I do when I'm really not feeling it. If I like, it for me as a self motivated person, if I'm not feeling a workout, 
I'm really not feeling it. And, Same. and I'm not going to force myself to have a really super tough workout unless it's with a client <laughs> because I do work out with a couple of my clients. But, um, but yeah, it's, it's something that I do. I try to really focus on, uh, intuitive training more so, you know, yeah. and, and kind of, there needs to be an intuitive aspect to your training. For yeah. Sure. I have, I have a plan of attack going in, but if all the indicators are saying, Hey Chuck, don't do that. Then I don't do that. <laughs> it's funny. It like, I'm realizing I've popped my ankle like 10 times during this podcast. There's a great example of why you should warm up. Yeah. <laughs> like my ankle's just popping and that's, that's an overuse thing. Um, so that's a great segue. Uh, I think looking at things, yoga is a great warm up, you know, yeah. and, and there's a lot of shorter programs and there's some, you can go on Pinterest and find a damn, uh, quick routine that you can do five to 10 minutes or, you know, there's probably on, was it rockbody.com? What's that? It's that girly one or body rock or body rock. Yeah. Body rock. Body rock TV, TV or yeah. something. So you could do something on one of their, their sites, like a YouTube channel. And there's some great 10 minute yoga, um, routines. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, we're going to have, I mean, and that's another thing. If you, uh, in about a month or so, if you guys want to use our site, we're going to have, uh, you know, playlist for you, you know, for mm -hmm. specific types of warm ups and specific type of muscle activation techniques yeah. and stuff. So we'll uh, have, we'll have some good ones up there and we, we've already got a lot of the exercises recorded, so they're going to be great. It's going to be really cool. Yeah, it will be. I, I want to get a yoga person in too. I think that would be a good segue or not segue, but uh secondary thing that we could do for warm ups. PSA. PSA. We, we need a yogi. Yeah. You know what? And I wish that more people were live cause I have a lot of yogis. Um, uh, on my Facebook that would probably come in and record some exercise with us. Well, I have a couple friends that I know that they would do it for sure too. Um, uh, both a guy and a girl. So cool. we should, we should definitely reach out to our, our little network and see who we can get going. So, yeah. Um, so here, here's some other things you can do. You talked about foam rolling. I want to hear your take on foam rolling and I'm going to tell mine. Okay. So foam rolling to me, uh, Pre-workout is an inhibition exercise. So when you're using a foam roll pre-workout, that's before your workout, you should be focusing on muscles that feel really tight. So typically it's like quads, hip flexors, mm -hmm. you know, sometimes hamstrings, calves. Calves are a huge one. Uh, even the the spinal erectors and stuff like that. Those are those are usually muscles that get really tight. Piriformis. And piriformis, and, really? which is a, kind of a hard one to get to on a foam roll. Um, but the, my point is, is that you should be, if you're doing it before your workout, you should be trying to, uh, inhibit. So deactivate muscles that are overactive. So if you're somebody that sits a lot for work, you're going to definitely want to do your hamstrings. You're going to want to do your hip flexors and you're probably going to want to do your calves. Uh, th those are the, the primary ones that I would say you should most likely do. It wouldn't even hurt to do like maybe traps, upper traps or lats even. So Again, before the workout, it should be more to turn muscles off. So after a workout, it should be to kind of like work out some of that uh, that waste uh, product that you've built up in your workout. So it's more like brushing through muscle groups. Um, so I kind of if if I'm doing it after a workout, I'll spend less time and I'll just go through kind of the full range of motion a couple times. So joint to joint, say I'm I'm rolling my quad, the front of your thigh. I'm going to roll all the way down to my knee, not the kneecap, but just above it, and then all the way up to like the hip flexor, and then just fine for a tender spot. Maybe I'm going to address it for a second and roll through it a couple times, but I'm not harping on it like I did uh, pre-workout. Um, 
or if I felt something, a lot of garbage before my workout, I'm going to readdress it after the workout. So I'm a huge advocate of the foam roller. It's uh, more of a, of a maintenance type of thing. Like I feel like if I keep on to it, it's going to, I don't have as many problems. It's also something that I use if I do have problems. That's definitely a tool that I use to, to get rid of some of those aches and pains. And when he says I, he also uses it with his clients as well. Yeah. All my clients know how to foam roll properly. And so he's he's talking to you as well, not just for himself. Sure. So we're gonna put the the foam roll video up. That's one gonna be one of our next uh, YouTube's. Yeah, I think I'll just put it up before we leave today. Um, so what I would say is I'm not a huge advocate of the foam roller. This is why we're good working together because we have two different theories on it, and and it's not even really a theory of mine. It's just um, I prefer some other more dynamic stuff like I was talking about, and there there's nothing wrong with that. It's just a, a difference uh, in how we work. But when I do use it, it is for what Chuck was talking about. Really, um, if I'm really sore or if I'm really trying to um, turn off some of the muscles like you were talking about, then I'll use it mid-workout. I actually like to um, do it with uh, whatever I'm doing that day. So squats, deadlifts, uh, I'll roll around and just try to get things less tight um, and that allows for more mobility it's very rare that I foam roll um, it's usually on those days where I went to ham uh, the day before and I'm just trying to roll out some uh, really painful uh, waste products like you was talking about so I had to roll on Sunday I could I literally could not walk because I did uh, 140 pounds uh, walking lunges and really really heavy sled work on Friday and then squats deads on top of it and uh, I literally could barely sit down on Saturday and not, not really what I intended to, but I haven't done walking lunges with that much weight in my hands in a while. Um, and I paid for it. So that's, I foam rolled on Sunday. I had to, um, sure. so I think another thing, uh, some of these ones that some other trainers do, we actually found a, an article on a certain site. We won't mention it, but <laughs> I liked it because it is true. And, and this is, these are great ideas. They're different trainers and what they do. Um, one of them, what the first one was dynamic. So very much how we were talking about with how I sort of warm up. And then the next one was jump rope, which I like as well. Yeah. The jumping can, so any type of that power movement, um, they can be good to start out your workouts with, you yeah. know, when you're nice and fresh and your nervous system's already primed and everything, uh, you know, if you can handle it, you don't have any foot issues or joint issues and you can actually jump Then yeah, jump rope's great. If you can't jump rope, even doing the motion, yeah. you know, is, is actually really, really I do that good a lot to, in my classes. to warm up. Yeah. Also, we, we have enough jump ropes, but a lot of times we'll be like, Hey, if you're not graded and you feel like you're going to just, you know, hit your feet all the time, one of the great ways to do it is just do the motion without actually having a rope yeah this is the next one's one that you definitely like it was uh using music as a as a warm-up you know like <laughs> just trying to uh get into the song you know get your your mood your mentality your psyche going so have you seen the uh the classes and i i don't know if it's less mills that does i think it's less mills but it's with drumsticks mm-hmm <laughs> It's That'd actually cool. so I've seen it a few times in in California. I think they're piloting it out there, but um, people love it, especially older people. And I was like, dude, I'd be good at teaching that because I play drums. Yeah, uh, right. But it's it's actually a cool concept, and it's actually built around this. So you have um, kind of a, a routine that you're following, but you're hitting drumsticks on like uh, uh, Swiss balls and stuff like that. It's it's really cool, actually. I like the concept of it. This is kind of a, a great spinoff of it too. Yeah, that's cool. I, I just headbang in my car and, and scream. Um, that's pretty much what I do. 
And I'm, I am, by the way, guys, I don't know when this is going to air, but I am two days from going to Vegas to see August Burns Red and protest the hero. And I'm hoping that I come back alive. <laughs> <laughs> and Kyle, Kyle on the, the podcast a while back, I'm going to be beating up with him. Maybe I'll call Chuck and we can have like a little conversation that we can throw in the, the bloopers of some of these. Nice. Something I don't know. <laughs> Um, what was the next one? Functional balance, dude. You didn't really talk about that, and that's you. Yeah, I talked a little bit about the balance, and and I used it in a in a sense that it's priming the nervous system, but it's also very good because it uses a different type of muscle fiber. So mm-hmm. you're you're using a lot of the intrinsic muscle fibers that you are are used for balance. You know, it's used for uh, maintaining a standing position for if you trip, you know, catching yourself, stuff like that. So um, there, it's not only good in a functional sense in that you're actually preventing a lot of injury, but you're also really priming the body. And you know, there's different types of balance too. So there's unilateral, which is like standing on one leg or using one arm. And then there's bilateral, which is using both arms or both legs. Um, you know, there's a, it's a different skill. So using a BOSU is like a way of using a bilateral balance. So you're using both feet. Uh, a single leg balance, which we have on our YouTube channel, uh, is an example of a unilateral exercise. So uh, it's just a... Uh, you want to try to train both and they definitely have different, they're different skills in themselves, but that is a great way to not only warm up the legs, but to activate the glutes, uh, to really prime the neuromuscular system and to just really kind of go outside of the box as far as your warm up. You know, you can do a, a simple single leg balance with arm circles and get a full body, you know, warm up or the the bird flap thing you have me do yeah, i like the flapping uh, uh, i think on that youtube video i'm i'm literally laughing the whole time yeah and i should be going yeah. <laughs> yeah uh there's a lot of so a lot of our balance stuff is actually up right now um and and i i totally use this actually um and there you know the bosu was a big part of my training it's kind of faded out a little bit compared but um, I think for a while we were both really into training with the BOSU and there's, there's a lot of other ways you don't have to have a BOSU. Um, but it, it is good. It's, it's a different way of priming the body. And I think that that is very beneficial. It sends a very intermittent signal. So yeah, that's what you want to say. It's like fireworks as opposed to a direct Right. Signal. That's what you want to think of with, uh, and, and well, like fireworks, we're thinking like firecrackers. Like, yeah. Yeah, you, you gotta know, think like, of your your muscles are not sending the same continuous signal because you're trying to stabilize. Right. Whereas, like in an isometric exercise, you're still using a lot of those stabilizer muscles. They're just in a steady contraction. Yeah. So that's why somebody like shakes a lot in isometric exercises because they're using a muscle group that's not used to that continuous muscle firing. It's more used to an intermittent muscle firing. So it kind of gets spastic when you're when you're engaging it for a long period of time. Dude, this is a cool little because this is something we've both seen. If you were to take somebody and put them on a uh, BOSU and have them do squats, the first time, if they've not done it ever, uh, they're going to shake like crazy. Mm. And then you take them off, you do something else, you bring them back. The second time, their body is like, oh, shit, I know how to right. do this. Yeah. And and so it starts to shake less. Sure. The third time, almost every single time with 90% of my clients, they will not shake at all. Right. The body has now learned there is less stabilization issues. Um, your brain has now just learned a new skill and it's like, holy, I got this. Right. That's exactly what I teach them in the first week because I, I try to show them that the nervous system is very responsive and it can learn very quick. So even with my elderly clients, 
they their balance is very poor the first day or whatever. You know, you do something like that where you throw them on a BOSU, you give them a, something to hold on to, you have them squat a couple times or have them go into even a slight squat and, and bend their knees. They're shaking like a leaf on a tree the first time. And then the second time they're like, oh, wow, I'm doing better. And the third time they're like, wow. Yeah. What's that? <laughs> I'm not even shaking, you know? Like and so this, and the same thing would happen to you like if you're into paddleboarding, the first time you paddleboard, that's exactly what happens. Yeah, you're just you like get shaking the, like, it. Like, back. Wobble, wobble, yeah, wobble. it's just wobbling, you're like, I can't do this. But <laughs> you can. Your body just has to learn how to stabilize. And it, the running man. It's crazy how resilient your your brain is because the next time you go back to it, it takes less time. Sure. And eventually you don't you don't have that ever again. Yeah, it's neuroplasticity, guys. Yeah, so it's awesome. And so that's that's a good thing to think about too. You're not and he talked about it earlier, you're not just warming up your body, you're warming up your nervous system and your brain too. Um so mm -hmm. the next one was swing into action. That's kind of what you, you talked about that. Yeah. Like swings. We did a little yeah. bit of like uh like muscle, bar, think so bar too. Kind of more of the ballistic Ballet. stuff, a little bit more um these are these are referring more to uh, I do like straight leg marches and are like toy soldiers. Some people call yep. them. We have that arm, video up too. Arm swings, you know, uh, leg kicks, stuff like that. They're a little more of a dynamic um, warm up, you know. But really, uh, this is a little more ballistic. So if think you have about, any injuries or anything, yeah, you might think not about do this sprinters right and how they'll swing their leg back and forth. That's what we're kind of talking about. Yeah, exactly. Um, circles and so this is more like a track workout. I would I would consider one of the athletes you see to do this as like an Olympic track runner. Uh, sure. And this isn't the first thing they probably do, but it's something they do with their running. Yeah, football player, soccer player. Now I don't know that. which trainer put this. I don't even think it says the trainer. <laughs> but th this is one that Chuck and I both looked at and we're like, holy we're shit, like, what huh? are they trying to kill somebody right away? <laughs> let's let's go over this. Crab walks. Yeah, two sets of fifteen yards. Two sets of fifteen <laughs> that's yards. Not a, that's not a small crab walk either. No, crab walks are like when you're in We uh, actually did that. Yeah, we so have a video. We, we of have that. a video for that actually. <laughs> Um, and the frog jumps. Yep. And the frog jumps. And the duck walk. <laughs> duck walks. We have that in there. We didn't do bear crawl. Yeah, we, we forgot said it. it. We did say it though. So. Yeah. So we'll we'll put that one on there too. Um, bunny box jump is actually kind of a uh, a ballistic one too, or not ballistic, but plyometric or calisthenic. Mm -hmm. I don't know what lion's back stretch is. Uh, it's kind of like that cat cow. Okay. Yeah. yeah. We we have that. Um, cat stretch. Spider crawl. I'm assuming is like Spider Man push ups, but you're moving. <laughs> right. I've done that before. Um, and then the inchworm, <laughs> which that one's tough. That yeah. one's probably the toughest of the bunch for we, most we people. We have that in a, a, a standing position. So it's like walkout pushup is what I yeah, call it. Right. This is actually caterpillar walks. Sure. Um, so this would be great. Um, if you can do it, if you can do it, <laughs> <laughs> like, um, this trainer is, is how I was it's about brutal. <laughs> I was say about how I was five years ago when I first started. Um, we talked about yoga. We're not going to go over that one again. Yoga is amazing. And like we said, we're going to try to get some yoga professionals to go. You want to talk about it? No, I just wanted to mention one thing about yoga. So I, I'm not hating on yoga by, oh, here we go. by any means, but yoga does not replace a, a very specific flexibility routine or a personalized flexibility routine because yoga is going through specific movement patterns. It's not necessarily going through stretches. 
So there is a difference between yoga and flexibility. So I just wanted to throw that out there because a lot of people get don't understand that differentiation. And yoga is excellent. I agree with you. I love yoga. It's meditative. Uh, it say, really gets you in a good state of mind. There's you know, two other aspects. There's a meditative part right. of it and then also breathing. Yeah, Breathing's don't get huge. me wrong. I, I do – a lot of my mobility patterns are yoga influenced. You used you to know, go to but, like hot yoga back in the day. Yeah, right? I did. For, for a while I was going to hot yoga. and But that's exactly it. Like I don't think anything bad of it. I just wanted to throw that out there that yeah. it's – there is a big difference between – Flexibility, mobility, and even yoga. You know, yeah, yeah. they're they're all different elements. So yeah, I would agree it's, with that. Uh, it's just something to take into consideration. So you yogis, we, I'm not hating on you. No, we're a bit. We I would love for we're my fans. clients to get to yoga, and some, and I would love for myself to get to yoga too. Yeah. So maybe, um, so maybe maybe throw, we'll, throw your class out there, and we'll try it. Yeah, throw your class out there. We'll come try it. Um, okay, so medicine ball warm ups. I know. like that. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. No, those are really good. I like doing like a. The cross squats, um, yeah. So like arms up when you're down, you know, arms down when you're up, type of stuff, or you, vice versa. You were talking uh, about core um, rotation. I was gonna say you were talking about walking you know, shooting with stars, core stuff like that. Yeah. Like I love that type of stuff. So it's the the medicine ball is a great type of warm up. It's it's that full body, it's movement patterns rather than muscle groups. So that's a, that's the other thing. I think of that as specifically for the central nervous system um, because movement patterns are what fires up the nervous system a lot more than like a specific muscle group. So mm -hmm. that's where the difference between like muscle activation technique is and some of these other techniques that we're talking about. But again, guys, we're just telling you guys a bunch of examples to, yeah. to how you can warm up and tools that you can use to, to in, you know, improve your, the quality of your warm up. Yeah. And I think this, this is an important thing like tools. These are all different aspects. You don't have to stick to the same one. If it works great for you, awesome. But the, the goal is for you to have multiple things that you can do and you're not stuck on one specific way for everything. And like if you run into a situation where you're like, I don't have equipment, dynamic body weight stuff like Chuck was talking about earlier or my walking lunges, you can do that anywhere. And, you know, like our program, you can do anywhere. And that is going to really help you with some of the more – uh, extensive weight training because you kind of you need to have that in your bag of tools. Okay, what are you what are you typing in right there? I was just answering this. Okay, um, I think we've done great on this. This is actually about how long I want it. We were almost in an hour. Yeah, so this is very it. thorough. Uh, but it's this is what I wanted to get accomplish out of this too because it's it's gonna be a huge element that you're gonna see in a lot of our videos coming up. So. Yeah. Um, you know, just, uh, be prepared because we're going to be teaching you guys a lot of stuff and, uh, I hope you're ready because this is just like today's podcast. This is kind of the topic that is going to highlight the next kind of a uh, month, month and a half of stuff that we're going to release. So. Yep. We're really going to get, um, we want to start with the foundation like we talked about. And this is the, one of the most important thing is, is making sure that you're primed and ready to go for your workouts. So you're not getting injured. Yeah. If you're somebody that's been lifting for years, you know, and you haven't been seeing progress or you've been doing a routine for years and you're not seeing progress, I guarantee you and mark my words, our program is going to accelerate your results yep. tremendously because it's it's such a different type of training it's the type of training that everybody when they come to me as a trainer they're like wow nobody's ever done this with me or like i've never seen this before you know like a lot of those type of comments and i know parker utilizes some of this stuff too so that's where we can share uh, it, and it was funny because in talking about it we were like 
we thought we were on two different planets. We were like, well, yeah. I don't know. I don't know how we're going to put this together and it's not going to be the right stuff. And, um, you know, it's just, it, it's going to be a very challenging system. And now that we're actually putting stuff together and we're building a plan for you guys, we're like, wow, this is going to be awesome because mm -hmm. this is exactly like the ground foundation of what we're both, uh, all about, you know, and it's all about building that foundation so that you can build, uh, you know, however tall that you want, you know, so whatever your goals are, I guarantee you, you start here, whether you're an advanced athlete, whether you're a professional athlete, whether you're an average person or even an elderly person or a special populations person, you know, these, these programs are really going to help you. I promise. Yep. Um, I don't have anything to add to that. It's perfectly put. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. Let's do a happy outro this time. Like not not, not some, creep not creepy Jesus, like the last, last time was so bad. I thought like you know it's funny because the older podcast I was like you know Chuck really doesn't come out of his shell and then all of a sudden you came out of the shell and you're like fuck you I'm Chuck Stack. That was, it was it, I mean you told me to be creepy so I was just like well, I didn't yeah. say be creepy I said let's ha let's have can you be any creepier than the last one and you, you topped it. So let's not do a Michael Jackson Jackson outro. Let's just do let's do a normal one. Like, hey guys, I hope you have an amazing week, and I look forward to having your questions for next week. I like that. I, I'm gonna have to say, I hope we've primed you and warmed you up yeah. for what else is coming. Uh, it's a uh, it's definitely a good thing to get you guys all primed and and ready to go. And this is the start of the week. It's Tuesday, guys. Um, by the time this releases, I don't know what day it would be, but Parker yeah, might be dead in you guys, Vegas. <laughs> you guys will have uh, you guys will have some good information to to get you going. So Parker might need a warm up after he comes back from Vegas or while he's in Vegas. But let's wish him a good trip or a and, cool down. Who knows? Yeah, a cool down, nice uh, mimosa, and mosa, a, a mule. That's the popular <laughs> thing now. So guys, have a good one. Uh, be fit, stay healthy, and nothing but smile. Miles, all the wilds. Miles for miles. Peace. Adios. Thank you for listening to FAQ Fitness Podcast. If you liked our show, leave us a five-star review on iTunes. For more workout programs, video resources, and to ask your fitness questions, check out our website at FAQFitnessPodcast.com. 